0: Welcome to Rainmakers. Now, to our host,
1: Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Warren Martin. He serves on boards of directors today, but I knew him back when he was the managing partner of the t- uh, technology group at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Welcome, Warren.
0: Thank you, Carl. Good to be with you today.
1: So, Warren, um, I, I was hired into my first business development job by you, and, and you, were, you were my mentor 22 years ago. And I watched you go out in the market and, and charm prospective clients into becoming clients of yours. Tell me a little bit how you went from being you know, a CPA, doing debits and credits to a rainmaker in your field.
0: Well, it didn't happen overnight. I, um, as my responsibilities grew and I became more involved with growing a practice as well as running a practice, I really began to think about how... How do you separate and differentiate yourself from your peers? The the professional services industry is very crowded. It is today. You've got a lot of competition, small players, big players, specialized players. And so I, I really thought about it somewhat scientifically as to how do I rise above that crowd? How do you get above your peers to become someone who is trusted and respected? So I actually went about and studied. I looked at who I felt were my biggest competitors, and I studied them. I looked at the way they went to to market. I looked at their firms. I, I wanted to understand their strengths and their weaknesses. And I literally took that understanding, and I converted that into building and developing a network of relationships that I thought would play for providing business opportunity. So it, it really wasn't that happened chances as much as it was understanding who I was competing with, where I saw windows of opportunity, and then, and then seizing those that understanding and developing a fairly substantial network. And that network, I actually broke down into three categories. I, they were value drivers. Value drivers within a, net, a, a professional business community. And my the first category of value drivers were were my market movers executives board members serial serial owners that have consistently been leading market expansion and and the operative word here is two words serial and consistently i looked for people who and we we know that they they exist that there are just p- executives that they they have an idea they get it financed they grow it they expand it, they liquidate exit, and they repeat again. And so I really focused on those consistent players of owners and and, and builders of businesses. Same thing with financing capital. So I looked at at the players who consistently financed those market movers. I felt like there was a connection between the people that were expanding, advancing business, and then those, that next category of people that was that were financing those people. And there again was a very consistent group of people that were leading the way. I mean, there are all kinds of one-offs and, and players that do this, but I always looked for the people who were sort of out ahead of that pack. And then finally, the third group of people that I really wanted to get to know well were those other market influencers, the law firms and the risk insurers and the, and the um, trade associations, and the human capital, the you know, recruiting firms and so forth. Another whole segment of, of business leaders that were supporting those market movers that were expand, growing and expanding businesses. And so I really tried to understand and develop a network of those players. Going back to my conversation to you, as we started off about separation and differentiation, not only did I want to have those those influencer a good relationship with those influencers locally, but to separate and differentiate, I wanted to build a national platform of those folks. So I I expanded my horizon outside of Metro DC. Now I could do that with a national firm, and I, I did. I you know the cities that I had clients in, the cities where we had concentration of, of practice uh, capability and so forth. I really focused on building relationships in those cities, which I think at the, end, at the end of the day actually was a differentiator for me.
1: So when you identified one of these key players that you wanted to know, I mean, when we, when we start out, we don't know anybody, right? We, we all start out, maybe we know, know the people we knew in college, but they're probably not your clients uh, and they're not those influencers. How do you even start to approach them? And why would they want to get to know you, um, an auditor, You know, how how do you, how do you make yourself stand? I I I sold audits with you. And so I, I always joke that, you know, everybody, every successful company needs one, but nobody wants to buy one. And uh, somehow we, we made audits sexy uh, and and made them exciting when they're not really, you know, how did you, how did you as an auditor go out and get people to want to know you? Well,
0: I was, uh, I would say initially it was my, one, my, my, my practicing in a very uh, narrow vertical of technology. So I, I wanted to understand everything that I, there was to know about the technology business community, the, the accounting issues, the financing matters, the IPOs, the disclosure, everything around that sort of vertical, I really wanted to become an expert about. And so my, the way I built my network was by having conversations with these market movers and I could speak to them about the issues that they were facing because I had, I was literally studying it. Um, the other way I think that was important for me was I gave them, I really wanted to be a good listener. So when I met someone at a conference or, you know, after we finished a panel or whatever, I wanted them to tell me all the things they were working on. And, and I, I didn't have a, a specific rule of thumb, but I always wanted them to be speaking more than I did. I wanted to learn about them, what they were doing, where they were going, what they were working on, what their objectives were. So I always thought being a good listener was very, very important. And then finally, there's you know, there's a, what, I would always, what I would call the rule of win-win in BD be the first to make an introduction. So as you're meeting people whether it's at a conference or a trade show or or whatever a cocktail party and and I didn't try to meet 20 people at a night. It wasn't a you know a land game of how many cards can I get. One good conversation, one good meeting with a with someone I hadn't met before is all I was trying to accomplish. And then if I felt like I had someone who really thought the way I did and I respected and I could tell had a code of conduct similar to mine, then I went out of my way to try to int- make the first introduction or do something for them. Sort of put, put it out that I was really serious about what I was trying to accomplish and I'm equally as serious as trying to help you. And I, I, do, a
1: lot, of, I do a lot of those same things. I must, I must have learned them from you, <laughs> you know, because I find mean, myself yeah. doing the same things. Carl, you have mastered
0: that and you're well known uh, in that regard. And so, and that's, listen, that's, people respect that.
1: So, so let's talk about, um, we talked about a career relationship. We, we identified somebody that, and can we say his name, uh, the, the investor, um, with it was a general Atlantic partner who who, who was you, you mentioned to me and I, it, it always stuck in my mind this was over 20 years ago and I still remember his name you said this is a career relationship explain what a career relationship is and how do you know when you have one
0: uh yeah his name was Franchon Smithson and he started out as the cfo of legion legion corporation which was a publicly traded software company here in tyson's he was a great guy he was he had all the right qualities of uh, you know code of conduct and business morality and and i really liked him i liked him from the very beginning i was not doing his work that was a different firm that was doing the work at the time but i invested a lot of time getting to know as as i grew to like know him and like him i i really invested a lot of time i I, I introduced him to different people that I thought would help him grow his business. And, and he responded very favorably. And we just liked one another. He leaves Legion. He joins general Atlantic partners, one of the, you know, premier private equity firms in the world today. Uh, and, uh, you know, I probably met him in 1993 or so. And then 1998 he comes to me, we stayed, we stayed in contact we always did he comes to me 5 years later with an opportunity to become the auditors for bond software which was at the time a, an incredibly successful erp publicly traded company headquartered dual headquartered in, in amsterdam the netherlands and here in reston mm-hmm. and so uh, it was it, i really never had a i never was impatient with with people that i met i i, I liked people and wanted to spend time with people because i enjoyed their company and i felt they went about doing their business the way i did and so when you meet those people when you've got that dna and that chemistry those are people i think that become they become friends for life and business is a part of that friendship
1: yeah this is a theme i'm, I'm starting to hear in these conversations right because the the, the real quality relationships transcend business they, they, you talk about your kids, you talk about, you know, your, your vacations and, and your family and things that you like to do. That's um, interesting. You know, I, I was thinking back to, I, I don't, you didn't introduce me to them, but you really helped solidify the relationships uh, with Joe Conroy, who's CEO of Cooley, the, the firm I'm with now, and Mike Lincoln. And you pulled me aside early on and, and, and you said, look, you know, these are our guys upstairs. And, 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 you know, we kind of had a pact with them and we, we referred business to each other. And I didn't realize it back then, you know, Here, you and I both work for Cooley, right? We've worked two places together. And uh, I, I guess that's a career relationship for me, you know, because I didn't realize at the time when Mike was a young associate there, you know, he was going to be the lawyer on two of my startups and then was going to recruit me to come to Cooley. And here I am 18 years later. So I guess that's a career relationship. If I have to and Joe Joe
0: and I met when he was at Hunt and Williams. And um I I don't remember how we met, but I asked him to be on a panel, I had a software panel. I asked him to be on it. He did a fabulous job. We hit it off and we became friends, really. It was friends first, yeah. which ultimately our paths crossed later on. And I, you know, I joined Cooley. But I that's really the way that's that's success, I think. Yeah.
1: So when when you hired me at PricewaterhouseCoopers, this was a, a new thing. I mean, I, there, I don't think there were other business development professionals out there in service firms, were there? And and you know, how did, know and,
0: they were, I mean, I think they were in, in maybe commercial practices, but in professional services, that was that was early. We were early adopters to something like that.
1: Yeah, and, and how did you how did you go about introducing that in into I mean, because everybody's got a business development person now. I mean, it's a uh, we it's like we created something back then, and uh, I, I remember when I got hired. It was it was kind of a matrix organization, but uh, Jeff Samuelson, and um, when he interviewed me at Dallas Airport, he said, "Carl, uh, the only way I can describe this job to you is like like I'm leading you into a dark room, and I am not giving you a flashlight, and I'm not telling you how to get out." That's what he said, and and for some reason that sounded exciting to me. And, uh, and so there wasn't really, you know, a methodology to do this. I had to kind of make it up as I went along. And, and, and you seem comfortable with that. I just want to know what you were thinking when you introduced that in, into the firm and then, and then we built upon it. I mean, we built a a team around it back then.
0: I, you know, we were experiencing an explosion here in Northern Virginia of new businesses and, um, AOL had grown and it was really, you know, a lot of engineering and opportunity came from people that were coming out of the success of AOL and private equity and venture was coming into the market. And so frankly, we were, you know, when I first made partner, we were, we were, individual partners were responsible for their own business development. And that was part of the role, part of the job description. But because of the way the market was growing here, we were drinking from a fire hose and I... Frankly, I just saw that I needed help, and I thought about well, who you know, who would if if I was looking for someone, who would I be interested in in helping ha- have uh, having us join? And that's how I met you. And you know, I met you from the Fairfax County Economic Development Authority. And when I met you, uh, I knew right away that you had the perfect attributes. And I don't know how I knew, but I just knew you would shine. And of course, you know, history was, has been a good has been, been a good example of that.
1: Well, we had a lot of fun. So if, if you were giving, you know, a young CPA, you know, studying for the exam right now and starting out in, in the practice advice as to how to, you know, attain the success level that you've attained, what would you recommend that, that they do? In addition to be, becoming a good accountant, obviously you have to be a good accountant. Um, what, what beyond doing, doing the math
0: you know, it's, it's quality over quantity. It's, you, you build a house one brick at a time. You build a practice or a career one brick at a time. You're not looking for quantity. You don't go to an event looking for 20 business cards. You look for one really good contact and you grow it. It's, you know, you start it and you grow it. That's, in professional services, you grow your you grow your client portfolio one client at a time. You grow your network and BD, you grow your relationship network one relationship at a time. But but take care of it and, and understand that the that they it is a lifetime asset. Done properly, it will it'll benefit both parties over the course of a lifetime.
1: So oh, Warren Martin, you're a class act. I appreciate you doing this with me and I've enjoyed it.
0: Thank Good you very much, Carl. Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. You have been listening to BrainMakers with Carl Grant.